Welcome to Paid in Puke, a podcast where three women with names discuss movies that are about something other than a man. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. It's also a spoiler-filled free-for-all. You've been warned. On today's episode of Paid in Puke, we close out the season with Sophia Tikal's holiday horror film Black Christmas, a reimagining of the beloved 1974 Bob Clark film with a modern social justice twist. It's my privilege to teach you this semester. Enjoy your winter breaks and Merry Christmas. Sup, ladies? Excited for tonight? It is our last day of our last fall semester of college ever. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, ring. Can you take a photo of all of us? Of course. Where's Helena? She was pining back a sodas earlier, but she looked really good. Cheese. We shouldn't have let her go back by herself. She's fine. Oh, no, no, <laughs> Helena hasn't gotten home yet. If I were missing, I'd want you to unleash the bloodhounds and track me down. She was at DKO last night. Still creating problems, huh, right? Hello? Hello? I'm worried that something bad happened. It's winter break. Could just be a delay of some sort. Snow. My friend is missing. Nine times out of ten, the girl's just with a boyfriend. I will bring you to your knees. There's someone in the house. This can't be real. This school has 200 years of history. Many sacrifices have been made to keep our traditions alive. I'm tired of hiding. I'm tired of running. Go, 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 go! Ho, 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 bitch. You messed with the wrong sisters. It's our last episode of the season. I can't believe it, guys. It's been, this is episode number eight. Wow. Uh, we're doing it British style. Shorties. And then we're going to take <laughs> I'm sorry, a... sorry, it's a series, of... not a season. <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah. Series one, a page in puke. <laughs> and we'll be back in February-ish, mid-February. Uh, it depends on how long it's going to take me to edit a couple episodes <laughs> and get them in the can. But uh, I hope you've enjoyed this season as much as we have. This series. <laughs> as much as we have. But on our last episode of this series, we are talking about... Sophia Chacal's holiday horror film, Black Christmas. It stars Imogen Poots, who has a very fun name to yeah, say, but... Elise Shannon and Lily Donahue, and also Carrie Elwes is in there. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some other dudes whose names I know because they're written down in front of me, but they probably won't be familiar to most people. Pretty much no one looked familiar to me. Yeah. I think it was a lot of newcomers, mm-hmm. up-and-comers. They didn't have the casting agent from uh, Freaks <laughs> yeah, and Geeks. No. So I can't guarantee that all of these people are going to be super famous, but <laughs> maybe some of them. I liked the IMDb summary. I feel like I'm as bad at summarizing movies as I am explaining how to play a board game to someone. <laughs> I just give way too much detail up front, and I lose my train of thought. So I'm going to steal this nice IMDb summary. Hawthorne College is quieting down for the holidays. One by one, sorority girls on campus are being killed by an unknown stalker. But the killer is about to discover that this generation's young women aren't willing to become hapless victims as they mount a fight to the finish. That's a good (laughs) good idea. I like that. that. It was in good contrast to some of the user reviews I read. They were all written like last night. Mm -hmm. Somehow every man's rights activist (laughs) got on the internet, got on IMDb (laughs) immediately and wrote 
Just worst movie worst. ever. Exactly. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, worst movie ever. Some of them you could just tell what they meant. Others just came straight up and said, look, I'm tired of the white man being the bad guy. Oh, oh yeah. it's so frustrating. <laughs> Ugh, it was awful. It was hard not to read a bunch because they were all really short right. and just yeah. in a row. And then I was like, okay, did anyone like this movie? And I, for some reason, all of the bad reviews, the way IMDb does their rating system, they give more weight to the bad reviews. Huh. And they put them Weird. at the top. Oh, that's annoying. So you have to look for good reviews. And mm. if I were to go on and give it a 10 star rating, it would barely move the needle. But mm. if someone else goes on and gives another one star, it rates it. it oh. Yeah. Oh, so that's weird. Yeah. I mean, why surface the worst reviews? Well, but it's weird. Know. So why don't they want their average to just truly be their the average rating? And uh, that doesn't make I'm any sense. I'm not sure. I'm, the, the only reason that I've... I've kind of suspected this, but I have a friend of mine who sort of did extensive research about it because he made films and was wondering why his ratings were so low on IMDb. And it'd always be because of, like, one asshole that came and gave mm. him one star, and it skewed it. Weird. Yeah. Wow. He's <laughs> better at math than I am, so somehow you could tell that he... I'm a girl, so... <laughs> and he's really smart, and he knew... What it meant. <laughs> anyway. And I was like, now that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> this was really fun. I had a really good time with this movie. <laughs> yeah. I just love the revenge. It was a good movie. Yeah. I do have to say, I could have done without this supernatural element at, towards the end because... It was kind of clumsy, and you just could have done without it, I thought. Sure. You know? We could we could just start right off with hot props, because <laughs> sure. I liked this movie, but it did have a couple of hot props. Shut up. Hot props is on. Oh, shit, yeah. I thought this supernatural element actually did a disservice to the movie. Totally. Because, yeah, it made it seem like these men couldn't help themselves. The spirit of the founder oh, of this college yeah. was possessing them to be their true alpha selves, is how mm. one of them phrased it at one point. Which is also weird phrasing, because it's like, do they can't all be alphas? This <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is like every man is the alpha to every one woman, or however, I don't know how this right. math works out, but again, math is really hard for me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I really did not like that, and I didn't think it was necessary. Right. I thought it was unnecessary and also not well done. Yeah. I mean, it was so bizarre how she just figures out this really specific weird thing where she's like, you know what? It's the blood in the bust of the founder, <laughs> yeah. and they're all drawing strength from it. We have to get it. That was, like, a lot of jumps. Yeah. You know? And I felt like, why couldn't it just be, like, it was a bunch of frat guys who really hate women? Like, that... Yeah. It was believable, you know. I'm <laughs> just like, like a you don't need society. a woman. Right, you don't it's need a made-up boogeyman for women on college campuses. You, know? you like, really do Well, not. thank God it was just a made-up thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even that, so, like, that really does just kind of give a lot of credit to white rapists in general. <laughs> and then still, it didn't work. Like, it was appeasing maybe a white male audience to make them feel like uh, it wasn't attacking all white men. Mm-hmm. And then they still took it that way. So it just hurt the movie and it didn't help anybody, I don't think. Yeah. I thought that Landon's Cosby sweater was also pretty disconcerting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't just... know if it's a red, supposed to be a red herring, but I couldn't stop thinking oh. about how it was a Cosby sweater hmm. that he was wearing for a good long while. I totally, yeah, now I totally see it, right. but I didn't notice it at the time when I was watching it. But yeah, it was <laughs> very Cosby. I mean, it's just, I mean, there were some like retro fashions that made an appearance like a lot of high-waisted jeans yeah, those are coming I back i think those are coming back yeah, yeah. yeah. so but maybe cosby sweaters are coming back too but it was just mm-hmm. because of the nature of it and he was wearing the glasses too yeah i mean <laughs> i i didn't have a sense of like what's going on with this character but i mean that must be intentional right that can't be a coincidence that, yeah maybe know, we were just, just this- meant to think that he was up to something yeah maybe it was like <laughs> part of his red herring Things, yeah, but it wasn't explicit. It was a little too confusing when mm-hmm. other things were very spelled out. Right. <laughs> yeah. It didn't seem consistent that it would have something really subtle like that. One of my hot props was Riley's sorority sisters get her to perform again in the same fraternity house where she was raped a couple of years ago. And it was awesome like that she ended up doing that song and taking the power away from those guys and that guy in particular but like it seemed a little too 
with her friend convincing her, like, you're just shrinking, you're just invisible, you just gotta do it, take your power back, and it's just, maybe that wouldn't have been, like, so easy for her to overcome the trauma to be like, okay, I'm gonna be in the show now, <laughs> but the way that it turned out was good. Up in the frat house, things went down, and I'm telling everyone in town, did Lady want for goodness sake, couldn't have cause I was not awake, ho ho ho, I didn't know, ho ho ho, I didn't know, cause up in the frat house, click I think her friend just really wanted her to, yeah. like, try and process instead of, mm. like, to do things that might be therapeutic. Yeah, Instead of yeah. just continuing to ignore it like everyone wanted her to do. Because right. no one believed her. That was the thing about her rape was that she told the police and the police didn't believe her and nobody believed her and it was all covered up. And then people yeah. were continuing to slut shame her and call her out right. years later. So how could you move past it if people right. were still saying, like, oh, remember when you falsely accused that guy of raping right. you? He would have never done that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I knew him. He was really nice. He never raped me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was thinking, like, maybe if I was raped a couple years ago there, maybe I wouldn't want to go sing and dance in front of my rapist. She didn't want to. Yeah. She, they did convince her. I mean, it was hard to convince her to do it. And yeah, even that's then, true. when she got on stage, she froze up for a while. Yeah, that's true. And it took her a minute to get into it. Right. And then she kind of took it back. But I don't know. I, thought, I felt like that worked. Yeah, I I felt that. You know, I mean, I yeah. also could see for the friend, like, you know, he's the one who did something like you should right. be punished for it, you know. Yeah, that's like, true. You don't have to hide away because of something someone else did. I mean, I can see the friend's point of view there. Yeah, no, I can totally see the point of view, too. I was just wondering, like, maybe that's too much. You just don't think you could have done it I don't know. I, I don't know. I just was like... It was interesting. I feel like maybe in general that's a little bit of a movie cliche. The like, oh, you have to go on. Oh, no, I couldn't possibly. You make a mistake. Okay, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I thought it worked really well for the movie. I just, I, yeah, mm. I was like, wow, that was really easy to convince her, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it, yeah, it is a movie, so. Even with the supernatural element that didn't really work, it wasn't that different than a lot of horror movies with oh, the yeah. shoehorn supernatural element. We're just being more critical of it because of the social justice aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I and think it, just wanting it to be better. Yeah. I mean, and I also feel like that's a lot of horror movies kind of fall apart a little bit in the end. I don't hold it against them. Yeah. 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 Or this one either, you know. There was a lot I really liked about it. There was a lot yeah. that was so on the nose. And <laughs> I love when the boyfriend, like when she tells him, there's someone in the house trying to kill us. And he, he's like, this is my time to step yes. up and protect everyone. And is instantly killed. Yeah. <laughs> But it was so funny because it just came up in that Lindy West book that we both read about mm-hmm. how men aren't afraid of home invasions. Yeah. Well, and I never she had said thought the exact of that. Same right. Thing. Like exactly the same. Like women uh, are afraid when they're home alone at night and they hear a noise and men, it's like, this is their time to shine. Yeah. Well, they yeah. fantasize about it because right. they want to be the, the hero. hero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how poorly that went for that guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But again, actually going back to the supernatural thing, he just went on this rant of not all, he literally says yeah, not yeah. all men and you're being oh, hysterical. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> they got all, everything in he there. He did all the, like, he hit all the buttons. Hysterical. And I think that would have been more effective if it had been really him and not a ghost making him say those <laughs> things. Well, I'm still not even clear. Because he was saying he had a headache. There was a, right. so their whole supernatural thing, the only reason that this became clear is because there was one almost throwaway line was the guy was like, do you have a headache? It's because of Calvin Hawthorne? Cal- yeah. The- it's because of this ghost who's bringing out your true alpha self. He's like getting inside your head and bringing out your alpha self. That's why you have a headache. And her boyfriend had had a headache all day. He kept snapping at her. He's like, oh, sorry, I just have this migraine. It oh, won't yeah. go away. And then he starts not all menning. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The implication is that it was the ghost making him do that. <laughs> but I think it would have been more effective if it had really been him having this not helpful thought process. Right. I mean, <laughs> that like, is so that's, common. Right. It's so true. Like a guy who is overall a 
decent good guy you know who is a not all men person to get weirdly defensive about that if it doesn't apply to you then you shouldn't be defensive about it exactly yeah yeah Um, it's like the whole matt damon thought process (laughs) (laughs) and i love his totally false equivalence how the whole argument starts about how the frat being mad that the girls went and sang a song saying that they are rapists and Mm -hmm. they were and then he's like well what if they sang a song about how all of you are bimbos with big tits or something (laughs) wow what a true equivalence what if that happened right I wish you could do that he's like so I make a good point and you're (laughs) totally the same I love the like well what if things were different in a way that totally suits my argument (laughs) that is not good debating practice by the way I love I love that they hit all of those points. Pretty quickly. Yeah. A pretty condensed scene. And it was and I very, really liked that. I love that it was very out in the open. It wasn't up to the audience to pick up the subtext of what <laughs> the character is trying to say. They just said it. I just really liked that. I just was very satisfied by watching all of those comments from the men. Because I've seen that come up. That comes yeah. up so often. I guess that is what call-out culture is, right? Is we're not letting <laughs> subtext kill us anymore. We're just... Straight up saying, right, yeah. no, dude, that's fucking sexist. Shut up. Right. And that's what's making people so upset. <laughs> They're right. like, wait, you never would have said that before. Before you would have just rolled your eyes and let it slide and swallowed it. And right. <laughs> why can't we go back to doing that? Because it fucking sucks. That's yeah. why. I know it was way more comfortable for you guys, but that's the point. Another hot prob I had was that they all dropped their phones at the same time. Yeah. In, with, yeah. in a movie where literally everyone has a phone, and they were just holding them a second yeah. ago, right before they get attacked, and they all drop them. I feel like we have a new muscle as humans that are mm-hmm. designed to clutch our phones right. and keep us from dropping them. Like, we're so used to... I mean, yeah. I swear to God, I feel like we're going to evolve to have, like, an extra bone or muscle or something <laughs> that is or just like designed shaped a little yes, differently yeah. to clutch your phone and keep it from falling right like i just hard to believe that people in their 20s would all drop their phones right. like yeah. especially in an emergency it probably would be yeah. interesting to grab that yeah no. but i know they had to get rid of their phones somehow you can't just cut the cord and the phone's don't right. work don't <laughs> anything anymore they were in like an enclosed space there's always areas in a house where it's like why doesn't my phone work in this room oh you know? right yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and that that's not as common anymore too. yeah actually it would be believable that they're too far from the router right <laughs> or they went somewhere i mean yeah they go somewhere to hide you know i mean that could yeah. that could have been the basement and the phone doesn't work in the basement because they were in some storage yeah. space anyway. They went to where the girl was looking for the yeah, Christmas lights. Yeah, it was like an attic space or, mm-hmm. or an empty room or something. And if they have the routers in the basement and they're at the top floor, these terrible old mansions that they make Greek societies in now. <laughs> I live near Dub, and there's a whole street that's just dilapidated mansions filled with people in the Greek system. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated how shitty that house looked on the inside. <laughs> right. And then in contrast, how the founder's frat was perfect and pristine. Right. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> and they had like the creepy paintings of the brothers yeah. and the cloaks, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. it was just yeah. really creepy looking. And the young Gary Elvis, <laughs> yeah, in his like Draco Malfoy hood. <laughs> I really like that. I love, like, paintings of characters in movies for some reason. That's, like, a thing that tickles me every time. That's funny, yeah. (laughs) Especially since we're very intimately aware of what young Cariola's face looks like. People of a certain age have seen The Princess Bride a thousand times. (laughs) And then my last hot prob was kind of a hot prob at first, and then I sort of rationalized it in my head, so I don't know. But (laughs) just how fast the fire spreads. Oh. It was just like a little lamp that turns over, and then, like, they run out of the house like a bomb exploded. And by the time they're outside, the whole house is, like, just engulfed in flames. And then after that, I was like, oh, but on the other hand, it's a 200-year-old frat house, so it might just be, like, soaked with booze. Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) Like, the moonshine of the Founding Fathers is in in the bones of the house. But it was a really fast fire. Really fast. Next call. I really liked that character a lot, That her friend whose name was... Chris. Chris, yes. Yeah. I really liked Chris. Yeah. She had all my favorite lines, and I thought she was a great character. Yeah. I, I get why 
the person who was raped would be the focal character, but I, I don't know. Every time Chris was around, I was like, or every time she wasn't around, I was like, where's Chris? What's going on with Chris? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's she doing right now? <laughs> yeah. Imogen Poots has a sweet face. I liked her character, but Chris was my favorite. They had the one sorority sister who betrayed them and stole all the little tokens mm-hmm. from the names that were on the list for the brothers. And in the end, she gets her neck broken. And <laughs> right. that's how little they yeah, think exactly. of you. You know, you think you're doing something for them. If you're a team player, right, I mean, they, exactly. they make you think if you're a team if player. If you're the cool girl, kind of. The you cool know, girl, exactly. The right, that's what cool it is. Girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an indictment of the cool girl. <laughs> right. I was just going along with it. I'm not being a drag. Right. I don't think that they won't do the exact same thing to you that they're doing to everybody else. I mean, she did almost get raped at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Riley saved her from being raped, and the way she repaid her was by betraying (laughs) her. I guess she'd already been in the process of it, but they had already proven while she was helping them that they weren't going to treat her any better than they treated any other woman. It was a good casting in terms of all the white dudes who (laughs) looked like, I mean, I really could not tell one from the other. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and I hated, they all had, like, the douche face. Yeah, Yeah, they were (laughs) They were totally horrible. A fun little fact about the mask that they were all wearing. I listened to a couple interviews with Sophia Tikal, and she said that it's called a scold's bridle, and it's based on a medieval torture device that was used for husbands to put on their wives when their wives were (laughs) nagging them. Wow. (laughs) To put a mask on them? Yeah. Jeez. To shut them up. So I like that little detail. It's not just a creepy mask. Yeah, that's awesome. And it does seem like the kind of thing that... They would want to bring back. Exactly. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) While we're bringing back the high-waisted jeans. (laughs) I have two favorite things I just don't want to forget. One... The security guard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and especially it's like, what did he say in this business? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The business of being campus security. Right. Oh, my God. Campus fucking security. Right. He's like, well, nine times out of ten, the yeah. girls just wear their boyfriend. Right. And it's like, uh, okay. He was, yeah, he definitely had. I mean, even like, if it's detective. like, are you saying there's like a 10% murder rate on people missing? <laughs> that, right. that seems pretty high. <laughs> 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 Oh, he says, here it is. He says, we need more than feelings in this business. Oh, God. She's like, I feel, in this business, I feel like something happened to my friend. Her mom called me and said she hasn't come home yet. I just feel like something bad happened to her. And we're getting all these threatening text messages. Right. Or DMs. Oh, yeah. yeah and like, he was like, we need more than feelings in this business. And he's like eating this like and sandwich. Yeah. With, like, a really gross sandwich. With mayo, the mayonnaise like, packet. The mayo yeah. yeah. And then he says, I've seen a million of these cases. Oh, my God. <laughs> These cases. I like he's a hard boiled detective. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I love that. Like. And then also that's really great how he like actually has to be called in later and dies before he even gets through the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they kill him. <laughs> I mean, that is campus security for you. Did you ever call campus security at UPS? I did, yeah. I, my memory is that it was like students, though. You could call security, can you walk yeah. me home? Maybe it was other yeah. students. You know. They weren't helping. I mean, I assume somebody yeah. somewhere was a, a real grown-up behind the scenes. But my only experience with campus security ever was I needed an escort home. And it was always a student. I used it for the same reason, but then they always seemed really annoyed and exasperated. Oh, really? Yeah. I never felt like that. Okay. I felt like that was like their thing. (laughs) Really? You really need help getting home? Kind (laughs) of. Oh, I I never had that experience. It was good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you had had a good Yeah, Yeah, you're right. They weren't kind of like the Paul Burke kind of people. (laughs) (laughs) Who were over exuberant about their their business. (laughs) Observe and report, or wait, what is that? Pre- okay. That's yeah, the, I think it is observe and report. Yeah, opposite yeah. of like protect and serve. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> my very favorite thing. There's a lot that's really on the nose in this movie, but my favorite thing is when Carrie Ellis is teaching his class, and you find that there's a petition against him because everyone on his syllabus, all the writers are men, white men. Right. And then to dispute that point, he reads a quote from Camille Bach. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, she's a fucking word. Right. She is. And, but that is totally like the woman that yeah. a guy yeah. like that would listen to. Like, For sure. Oh, you don't want all men? All right, let's hear from Camille Bogley. Yeah. It's like She oh, calls herself a feminist, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. There you go. Right. She calls herself American a feminist, but she says that we couldn't right. exist without men. Right. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I tried to find the writing that he was quoting from and I couldn't find that but I found instead this essay that she wrote for Time magazine called It's a Man's World and It Always Will Be for 2013. Oh, and goodness. every sentence in that is just so infuriating. I couldn't. I had I to mean, stop like, reading it. Everything I, she's ever written is I like know, that. You but, know. Oh my god. One of the things she said was we should be thankful because men liberated us by inventing household convenience items. What? And I just randomly right. was like okay like, well let's, like, surely a woman invented one of those things and I just randomly googled who invented the dishwasher and it was a woman <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. it was like the first appliance I thought of probably one of my favorite appliances <laughs> like right. one of the most liberating fucking valid. Right. <laughs> oh right it's a weird way to yeah. <laughs> even if they were all invented by men that's also not a good point yeah well but also like what it's yeah. not default a woman's job to Exactly. That's not just naturally the default. I mean, it's kind of like when men are like, we gave you the right to vote. We ended slavery. Mm -hmm. Yes, congratulations. We ended the thing we started. (laughs) (laughs) We're the heroes here. Yeah, after you asked us repeatedly. Yeah. So I realized, wait, here says, oh, you think that, why are you assuming that was a man? That was Dr. Camille. Oh, yeah, Dr. Camille. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> I really like that, too. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And his his face, too, when he, like, turns around from the blackboard, he's like, gotcha. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he's, like, he's doing some yeah. major forehead acting with that. But yeah, right. he's, like, really leaning in. <laughs> The smug forehead wrinkle. Right. It was like, really, you are the sexist here. Yes. Exactly. I feel so oppressed right now. Right. Yeah, like his line where he's taking Riley back to the house and he gets that key and he was talking about Chris's... I mean, she's so obsessed with equality or something. Yeah. Like, weird. Uh, weird that she wants yeah. women to be equal. Like, what? Right. Like, and he was like, she wants to upend 200 years of tradition. Yeah. <laughs> this tradition has been fine. <laughs> like, it's just this pesky obsession with equality or something. That was one of my favorite things like, about her character and just the movie in general is how from everybody she's getting those same arguments oh can we just give social justice a rest can you take a break from fighting for christmas or whatever and she's like i can't stop because they're not gonna stop and i and everybody tells her like even her friends are saying you should just chill for a minute and she's like why should i have to fucking chill i really liked that she was kind of like a counterpoint to all the people thinking being like it doesn't have to always be about fighting for equality. Like, well, maybe it should be, though. <laughs> as soon as we get lazy, that's when people take another inch. I wrote down a line from that scene that you were talking about. Oh, that was just to, like, Carrie always is prescient, single entendre. <laughs> a lot of sacrifices have been made to make this school what it is. <laughs> right. It's not all people conspiring in basements. There's a lot to say about sexism in society. Yeah. And I hate, I hate a lot of the, the main points really well and yeah. humorously and pretty effectively, I thought. And a lot of ways it might be preaching to the choir because obviously anybody who needs to hear this is just immediately taken to IMDb to claim that they're <laughs> the ones being oppressed. Right. So I don't know how we're going to get through to people, but it's still nice to hear. Right. <laughs> to hear these sentiments in mainstream cinema. Right. I never saw the first two versions in this movie, but I read the synopses, and a lot of people really like the original. There's an abortion plot where... But it doesn't seem like a pro-abortion. Some people Ooh. interpret it that way. This woman's like, oh, I don't want to have a baby right now. I'm going to have an abortion. And her boyfriend's like, you're killing our baby. And she's like, it's just like getting a wart removed. <laughs> nice. Which, yes, that is well, nice. The 70s, that's but then I I feel I don't I'd have to watch the movie to know for sure but it seemed like the way people were writing about it it made it seem like she was being callous like unnecessarily callous about it Hmm. or she should have maybe felt a little bit worse is she someone that gets killed I think so (laughs) there's definitely some like slut shame murdering that happens Mm -hmm. they die off in order of sluttiness basically oh god 
And then the 2006 one sounds way more fucked up. They add this whole mythology about who the killer is based on nothing from the original. You don't even see the killer in the original until the end. And then there's like a throwaway line that his name is Billy. And so then you hear this whole backstory in the 2006 version about Billy and why Billy is killing people. And it's of course it's because of his mother rejected him and and killed his beloved father and buried him in the basement and then sexually abused him. Women should be punished right. because my this mother is... was horrible. Right. <laughs> Great. You started this, ladies. Exactly. <laughs> Are they all on a college campus? I'll think? Yeah. Like, they're the so one thing that they all just like a... It's a sorority. Slasher. Sorority women are being killed. Oh, is okay. the, the That's the, the through line. The thread. <laughs> yeah. And it does feel like in the first two, just from what I read about them, and I really, I know, I don't like to make judgments like this usually, but I didn't have time to see both of these movies mm-hmm. before this podcast. It just doesn't seem like it's on the side of the women. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does kind of seem like they deserved it or they're being punished for a legacy of abuse mm-hmm. of men by women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you could hear the eye roll in my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Especially mothers. Oh, my God. One of the things about the original, though, is that it came up very close to When a Stranger Calls, and both of them had that plot point of the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah, Nash, what is it? A phone company's on the other line, sir. They say they got a trace on this one. Yeah, let's have it. He says the calls are coming from number six, Belmont Street. For Christ's sakes, Nash, you got it wrong. That's where the calls are going into. That's where they're coming from, too, sir. It's like a babysitter, a woman is babysitting, and And she keeps getting these calls. The calls says, have you checked the children? Oh, okay, that's what Scream was kind of. Yeah, kind of. I mean, Scream is calling back to so many things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's babysitting, and she keeps getting these phone calls. Have you checked the children? And then she calls the police, and this was in the 70s. Yeah, when they had to trace a call, and you have to be on the line. You have to stay on for a couple minutes. We trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. Leave me alone! Jill, this is Sergeant Sacker. Listen to me. We've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. Our squad car's going over there right now. Just get out of that house. The killer's in the house. He killed the kids. She escapes, but the, and then it's like ten years later or something, and she, you know, so she's a grown woman is mm-hmm. married and has kids of her own, and she and her husband are out to dinner, and someone in the restaurant brings her a phone, like, "Oh, you have a phone <laughs> yeah. call," and she answers it, and it's the same guy. Goes, "Have you checked the children?" <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like an urban legend movie, basically. Yeah, you know. I kind of got con- confused in the very beginning with the Lindsay character that got murdered like is right she in the, the same bat? sorority as like, everyone was else she it? was from a different sorority at the same college or something yeah was she like oh okay. i think so I, it's definitely she... the same college because she met right the same mentions her later this girl's missing and then also no one's heard from Lindsay. Okay. i was a little thrown like whose house was that She's like banging mm-hmm. on the door, and then the and he was inside the inside, house. Inside yeah. the, house. <laughs> the guy is coming from inside. But the house. it doesn't seem like it's like campus housing, you know. No, it seems like she'd gotten kind of she'd gotten into town. Right, <laughs> she's yeah. gotten to a townie's house. But they maybe they weren't home the next day. The kids are rebuilding the snowman. Right, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, I think. I guess they it just, was a townie's house. Yeah. So you just got in there somehow. I loved the character that came in, and she's like. I need my diva cup. <laughs> then she just like puts the diva that was cup really in funny while pants. she's making eye contact with yeah, Riley. And, just, and the, her sweater said something funny too, oh, and I can't right, remember. It. it was like your monologue is boring. Yeah, or something I think like it's that. a manologue. Manologue, yeah. Manologue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's even better. That's cool. We need to see more stuff like that on the screen. People yeah. casually having periods. Casually having periods. Exactly. periods and period products casually yeah. being... Modern yeah. period products that aren't bad for the environment. Right, exactly. <laughs> or your body. Yeah, I really like that. Kind of a hint because the list that Carrie always has is of women who right. famous feminists on campus, basically. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
So she was on that list. Because she couldn't find her Diva Cup because it was on the table oh, of items. Oh, I didn't get that. That was, yeah. oh, that's why it was oh, good. And she okay. was like, how do you lose a Diva Cup? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's because it was stolen by uh, the cults. <laughs> oh. Well, that would be like a good little Easter egg. Like when they show all the things on the table, everyone's items. You know, yeah. Those, you know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's right. That's really funny. I didn't catch it that her diva cup was <laughs> A fun filmmaking fact was that all the scary moments, like the stalking moments, were lit only by Christmas lights. Ooh, oh. that is a fun thing. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, they're pretty bright, surprisingly. It's hard to light a scene, but it worked. The girl who was in the closet or the attic, like going through the Christmas lights. I like that scene a lot. I feel like when we decorated the tree over at my sister's house, we had that same conversation of do do Christmas lights go bad? <laughs> do Christmas lights expire? Because yeah, none of them all all seem to last very long. They don't so last very long. I think it's but... just that they're shoddily made, so the fuse yeah. just gets loose, and then you don't want to go through a hundred lights to find out what fucking fuse is loose or which one you have. Right. To, or if, if one of the light bulbs goes out, I can't believe they haven't fixed this as <laughs> a consumer issue. Yeah, they'll give you extra lights, but you, they know you're not going to go through every right. light and yeah. change so every light bulb on the thing. <laughs> They know you're just going to throw them in the garbage and buy new ones. I wish they weren't so fucking pretty. (laughs) I love them. I would love to just go without them, but especially in Seattle, it's so dark. Right. I know. I want to have them all year inside the house. They just need to do better. Yeah. But you can bring old ones to to the hardware store. (laughs) Like, you can bring them back to the hardware store and they... They do some, They'll like, recycle some, them? Yeah. Some, oh, that's a good yeah. PSA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this will probably go up after Christmas. So, uh, yeah. Well, recycle so perfect, your Christmas so lights, you're done with your Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. It's odd, that was oddly one of the more tense building moments. Because it's like, okay, the second try didn't work. Yeah. So the third try when she's going to plug it in. Yeah, you knew something was going to happen. Something <laughs> is going to yeah. happen. Right. It was kind of like stealing myself for the... <laughs> Try number three, plugging it in. Yeah. yeah. You know, there were moments you could predict that were being telegraphed, but I thought they were fun, like, horror, horror yeah. moments, like you're mm-hmm. saying. They're like a, a trope that you expect and enjoy rather yeah. than right. something that's overdone. Yeah. I mean, that's part of horror. It's like you build the tension and then you want the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. In the very beginning, that's another horror thing that I like where she's walking and she's getting these messages. I assume Yip Yap was a made-up app for this movie. I think so. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds believable. Yeah. And she's worried about the guy behind her. You know, the the, the sort of mini red herring Mm -hmm. of like she's gets away from him and then it turns out that probably would have helped her if he you know what I mean yeah he was not he wasn't the one who was stalking her yeah I've heard of this in movies or on Twitter but I've never done where it's like it's a thing that if you're a woman walking alone so you do find like a group or a man to walk like someone that seems safe and you walk close to them so that you don't seem like you're Mm -hmm. walking alone I don't know that's a a thing people should should I've heard that that's a thing people that Mm -hmm. they do do it makes but total sense, it. but I like... Other I than to, like, give... sneak into a place like Pee-wee yeah. <laughs> like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. As someone with a lot of social anxiety, I don't know if I could do it, but... Because <laughs> yeah, I... I'd be worried that they'd be like, what? Who are you? What are you doing? Right. <laughs> and I've heard of it, like, in other ways, too, like, that men, self-proclaimed good guys, will... If they're behind a woman who's walking alone, they'll turn a corner or go up ahead of them like be in front of them so that you're not worried about the guy behind you although i guess there's that part where it's like they have to speed up to get past you right (laughs) which is always a little scary you're like oh he's speeding up now oh my god i will often just like kind of pull over to the side of the sidewalk and pretend i'm sending a text if someone's walking close to me there's a lot of bus stops on my walking route so there's often people speeding up behind me to get to buses but a lot of them are men and this time of year, it's dark a yeah. lot of the time, too. It's either in the morning or in the, after, in the evening. I guess it seems like I have to send a lot of texts that I can't possibly like do while I'm walking, but I'm like, I can't have this person behind me anymore. I have to mm-hmm. stop walking and let them pass me casually because yeah. it's creepy. I did like the key callback. The very yeah. beginning, she's walking with the keys. When the guy's walking behind her, she's got the keys. And then later on, yeah, yeah, Riley like kills this, someone with the keys. Yeah, I like that a lot. I don't know if it does work, but it's kind of a nice justification of like that being a good weapon. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a thing too, where you walk with your keys through between your fingers yeah. like that. I, I guess don't you know, could I don't know do an eyeball. Well like work. she did into his throat. Oh, right. I feel like you have to be pretty strong. Because sometimes I'll try yeah. to break down a box by the recycling bin with my keys. <laughs> and it's hard to do. So if I can't yeah. pierce a piece of tape, I'm not sure I could pierce a human throat. But you could do eyeballs or nutsack or something. <laughs> I always just with the assume. Keys the nutsack though? I don't know. Maybe my right. foot. that's like the main thing I tell my daughter is just if a man is ever trying to hurt you just go for the nuts and go for the nuts hard yeah Yeah. (laughs) you don't have to be very strong to really hurt somebody Andrew was like the part with Lindsay in the beginning that was the part where he sort of like started yelling at the screen a little bit like why isn't she yelling I mean at what point because she does yeah like pounding on the door I don't know I guess he just thought if she feels uncomfortable, she should yell or something? I don't... No. I, don't I didn't really like get that. Like, when she's just walking, and getting just, these funny texts? I don't remember the exact moment, but I was just like, Yeah, that's well, such an interesting male perspective yeah, on that. Yeah, that's right. exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Yeah. It's women are, like, conditioned to be quiet and not... Not make a scene. Yeah, not make a exactly. scene. Like, yeah, because we're told we're overreacting all the time, so we don't want to seem like we're overreacting if a guy's walking too close to us and it's making us uncomfortable. We don't want to be like... Oh, you're going to rape me. And then the guy's like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we want to be like... good girls. We don't want to, yeah, we don't want to make a fuss until it's too late. Yeah, I think she starts yelling at the right time, but then no one, still no one helps her, so. Yeah. And I don't even feel like it was that late, so I'm not right. sure why nobody came out. Yeah, the whole I mean, maybe because it's not like, that late, there's no one really around. Was there. Yeah, no, everyone's in for the night. Even if it is technically off campus, there's probably students that live that right yeah and that are away for christmas break already that's know. probably true yeah there's really a lot yeah. of rentals around the campus itself yeah. i did really like it when all the women come from all the different sororities yeah. to attack the secret society at the end and how they all have these different makeshift weapons that they found and one girl <laughs> has a menorah <laughs> and then there's a taser and then i like the riley kills somebody with the bow she just like stabs someone with the end of the bow right I really like that because that's such a symbol of a certain class of white males. Like oh, I took archery. Oh, like yeah, all these, all these guys or, in this. Yeah. yeah, all these guys in this. Yeah, that was the fraternity are good with a bow and arrow. And Chris was hitting people with the bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them kills one of the bad guys with a plastic bag over his head. Oh, and right. I think but... that's a reference to one of the deaths in either the original. The, no, probably uh, the original. The I think one of the sorority girls gets killed that way in the original. Oh. Yeah, I think on the poster, yeah. it's got a girl with like a plastic bag over her head yeah. or something like that. So that's kind of, I like that's so, kind of turning that around. Yeah. They end up killing way more of these frat boys than the frat boys end up killing the women, it seems, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it should be. <laughs> They just need to burn that university down. <laughs> it seems it like it's seems not that like, hard to uh, do. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think just It'll one match cool. will get the whole place. So this is what's called a lunchtime poll. I never came up with a lunchtime poll, but oh, right. the closest oh. I came to it was what non-traditional weapon would you use? Mm. That's a good one. Like, what's something around the house that you think you could use as a weapon, maybe? Yeah. Or maybe maybe it has to be a holiday, <laughs> holiday oh, <no>. item. <laughs> oh, yikes. Oh, yeah, because we have those letters on the mantle that have a hook on them. I don't even remember what it spells. It either spells out love or wish, because there's four of them. <laughs> yeah. We've had these for so long. I don't know what it spells. I think it's wish. So they're on the mantle. They're pretty heavy, and they have little hooks, and you hang the stockings off them. And when Lucy was about four, she pulled the stocking down, and it like landed right on oh, her no. Oh, God. <laughs> that was the first time I ever took one of my kids to the emergency room. Hey, and she was fine. It's just like head wounds really they bleed. A lot. Yeah. yeah, that sounds. Scary. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, it landed on her head. It was gushing blood, and it was right before bedtime. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna put my kid to bed. When they we got to the hospital, when they finally found where the actual cut was, where all this blood was coming from, it was like this big. I'm doing my fingers really close together. <laughs> it was so small. It looked like the size of like a paper cut. But it was just, yeah, if you cut the head, it bleeds like crazy. Oh wow. But anyway, so I feel like that would be a good weapon because it's, yes. yeah. so it's going to get you. Totally. Something really, something to hit s- someone in the head with, probably. The fireplace poker kind of yeah. thing. I think that would be a really good weapon. Do you have those? Do you I, have don't, like I don't a, have a fireplace. Oh, okay. but <laughs> I just gasped. I, I did think about that in the beginning. The first girl who dies, 
she has the keys, but then there's the snowman out front who's holding a fireplace <laughs> poker, which I was like, you would never put your fire tools in the hands of the snowman out front of your house. Right, right. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of a hot problem. But I'm, and it still didn't help her. Right. She gets bested by a guy with an icicle. Yeah. Isn't that, <laughs> is that a Hitchcock thing that is the perfect murder weapon? Oh, yeah, it, melts, it is. Right? A perfect murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to think of one. Yeah, you don't have fireplace poker, so you gotta think of something. I gotta think of something. Holiday stuff. So Andrew has a bunch of kitchen knives. He has like this one particular butcher knife. It looks like something that you could totally cleave someone, and I could see Hannibal Lecter doing like the cross like thing. <laughs> like, nice. I don't know. I always think of a murderer when I am like, using the knife. Yeah, so maybe that one would be a good one. <laughs> I like it. I'm trying to think of just ways I've injured myself. <laughs> Usually when I think of things becoming good weapons. Mm, oh, just like the classic glass ball Christmas ornament oh, that breaks oh, so easily. Yeah. yeah, Break one of those like you would like, a bottle in a bar fight. <laughs> Just yeah. make a shiv out of a, uh, a drugstore glass Christmas ornament. Yeah. You could really <laughs> slice some arteries open with those things. I think that would do it. I have stepped on shards of those things. We stopped having those. Before we had kids, we got a bunch of cheap Christmas ornaments, and then they lasted until we had kids, and then they started breaking. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we can't have these anymore. (laughs) We got rid of them. And then every time I've bought or been gifted any kind of glass ornament ever since, it's been broken almost instantaneously by the tiny hands that are around (laughs) this house. So, yeah, it's only felt for us from now on. Some glass ornaments are just so easy to break. (laughs) The amount of faith they put in people. Yeah. Astounding. Okay, so that was, (laughs) we're retconning that as our lunchtime poll question, because I think that worked. Oh, very. Oh, I like the reference to mistletoe, because I've always thought mistletoe is pretty terrible. Yeah. That just the idea of, I have to kiss you because we're under this plant. One of the killers is, they don't talk when they have their masks on, and... He's, like, strangling her, but then he looks at the mistletoe, and then he tries to kiss her. I've already started underlining meaningful passages in her copy of Moby Dick, you know what I mean? I was taking notes. We saw this movie last night in the theater, so it's not the kind of thing where we can just look up quotes. But I wrote down a bunch of things. We've talked about some of them, I think. We kind of talked about Chris in paraphrasing what she says to Riley you're gonna keep shrinking until there's nothing left of you I think that's just a good way of putting it you're just being so polite that it's gonna end up killing you stop being so polite and start getting real (laughs) (laughs) I also like that again Chris says (laughs) whose classics are they yeah Riley says kind of echoing I'm sure something that the professor says are we supposed to just not study the classics and then she says, whose classics are they? Because they're not mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they don't have to be the classics. It's right, only the yeah. white men saying that they are the classics. We did say, talk about I don't stop because they don't stop, which mm-hmm. I think is really good. Yeah. Like, you can't take a break from social justice. Yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> we need more than feelings in this business. <laughs> and then it's exchange, which actually I wrote down because <laughs> Amy, like, kind of nudged me. I think Chris, again, says <laughs> Chris is, Christmas is a time for looking sexy. And Riley says, I thought that was Halloween. And then she says, well, technically it's every holiday. Yeah, I <laughs> like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We can't take a break for social justice and we can't take a break for being sexy. I like that's it. Just, <laughs> that's how it's got to be. Sorry, I said all this. <laughs> I did all this, but I, I You're the only one that wrote them down, so. I tried to look up on IMDb. They don't have any quotes on there because I didn't write Mm-hmm. what the exact quote would be but the final slasher moment she's like you mess with the wrong sisters you mess with the wrong sisters that was one line i liked i can't remember like a lot of the lines i wish i, <laughs> I wish i had written things down <laughs> it is hard in the theater i have a little bit of experience doing it just because of writing movie reviews in the dark but i still i've never gotten like much better about my handwriting. <laughs> I still will every once in a while accidentally write a line over another line and then I'm oh, like, man. what the fuck does that say? <laughs> I think it's still good to see these first run movies as much as possible. Mm-hmm. A line that's not like a favorite line, but it's a line that really stood out was when the rapist guy says, you need to kneel or die to Riley. And 
then he's like, your body, your choice, which I feel like he probably was waiting to say that to her. He'd probably come up with that line months ago and was like, oh, I can't wait to say that to her. A line that I really liked was also very on the nose. I guess it's Carrie Ellis who says it when he's talking to Riley and he says, your prank you pulled on them went too far. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thing where they told the men this is exactly what you did was going too far. They wrote a song about how these guys were rapists and put it on YouTube. Yeah, that was going too far. Right. <laughs> Saying the thing that happened. You hurt right. their, you hurt their right. feelings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm very aware of that, that there's a certain kind of man who doesn't like it when you tell them the exact thing that they did. Yeah. You were going too far right. by saying yeah. the exact thing that they did to uh-huh. you. <laughs> it's hurtful yeah Yeah, like just repeating yes you should be careful what you say Mm. (laughs) I should not be careful what I do you should be careful what you say exactly about what I do (laughs) what else does a suicide need huh I hope you'll excuse me I liked the opening of the movie a lot it opens with the chanting of this secret society and then it cuts to the fireplace It's like a lynching close-up on the fire, just the fire, and you hear the women screaming. But it screams of revelry. (laughs) But obviously what what it's invoking (laughs) is not revelry. I just thought that was a nice contrast and a nice way to open the movie. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, it starts with fire and ends with fire, but the fire in the end is not the women screaming, which is nice. Right, yeah. That kind of reminds me of that Lindy West book, too, The Witches Are Coming. Oh, I didn't read that. Yeah, it's very validating. But yeah, like that, the witches, we're to embrace the idea of being witches. And it's a witch hunt because we're witches and we're hunting you. (laughs) I really like that. It makes me just want to buy a bunch of witch shit and wear it all the time. (laughs) Anybody have anything else I want to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. That's it. That's series one. Wow. (laughs) I guess we were pretty sure. Join us uh, next time. enjoyed this episode of paid and puke please take a minute to rate us highly on your preferred podcast listening apparatus if you did not enjoy this episode no further action is necessary paid and puke is hosted by amy green christina barr and jessica baxter music by silent partner follow us on twitter at paid and puke pod or join us on facebook at paid and puke podcast thanks for listening Lick it up, baby. Lick it up.